In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Please be seated. Just as there is no Easter without Good Friday, there is no Good Friday without Lent and its preparations, there is no Christmas without darkness. And we cannot appreciate the darkness unless we have really uh, thought upon it and prayed over it as we have during these days of Advent. Evil is real. It's not real in the sense of a tangible thing that you can hold in your hand, but neither is cold or darkness. You can't weigh it, you can't hold it, you can't put it away. It's the absence of light, just as evil is the absence of good. And if we don't contemplate upon the darkness and the evil in the world and our need for a Savior, then there's little to be joyful about tonight. But if we realize the darkness and the evil that the prophet Isaiah is talking about, if we understand the tramping boots of soldiers and the blood of war and the misery of poverty and of loss and of grief, then we're ready for a Savior. And indeed, the prophet Isaiah says the Lord comes for all people, and he comes because of the darkness. And this reminds us of Genesis, that the Lord created light and he cast away the darkness. And this is the Lord again as creator, casting away the darkness of the world and bringing into it light and goodness and righteousness and mercy and grace and all of the good things that the Lord has promised for us. Indeed, we have to understand the darkness that uh, the people were in at the time of the birth of Christ and uh, how it is that Christ himself is the fulfillment of that, the answer uh, that the Lord has to the darkness. The world, and seeing the darkness of the world and the, um, the sin in the world, would punish that's what naturally comes to the heart of people when they see somebody doing something they're not supposed to do. They want punishment. They want revenge. They want like for like. And the Lord's answer is himself. His answer to our sin, to our disobedience, to our violence, is to come as himself as a baby. There is no more uh, backward, <laughs> confused, strange response that the Lord could offer than does it come as a baby in obscurity and to announce himself to shepherds. Herod knew that he was coming and wanted to kill him. And the other wise men of Judea knew that he was coming and wanted to get rid of him. But the shepherds were joyful. Why is that? Because they had nothing. Because they had nothing but the promises of God. And indeed, when we read about shepherds around the city of David, we ought to be thinking about King David himself and what it is that the Lord can do for someone who is willing to be obedient and to say, Lord, all that I have is yours. Because the Lord took a shepherd boy, the youngest of his family, and raised him up to be king and promised him a savior from his own line. And the Lord promises us 
to be members of that same family, of that same tribe, of that same kingdom, if we would receive that message of Christ being born the way that the shepherds did. That is, going to see for ourselves the good things of God, not just trusting that other people have heard the good things of God, but wanting to taste Him and to see Him, to hear His voice, to experience Him, and then having seen the good things of God, telling others about that goodness. This is what St. Paul says in his letter to Titus. He says, the Lord has come in order to prepare a people. What kind of people? He says that he is training us. Isn't that great? The Lord came to train us. We got a trainer. What does he train us for? Self-control, to be upright, and to live godly lives. And last of all, people who are zealous for good works. That means that the Lord isn't just looking for people who will do righteous things, who will live as people of light, who will live as people dedicated to the good, but people that hunger for it. People whose hearts cry out for the good things of God and to make them known in their lives. We're just as obscure as the shepherds. Our lives are just as likely to be forgotten. I don't know the hobbies or pursuits of my great-grandparents. They're forgotten by everybody but the Lord. The Lord remembers them and knows them and loves them just like he knows and remembers and loves us and wants his light and his goodness to shine from each of us, to be lights in the world to proclaim the goodness of our Savior and to go and see him so that we might proclaim his love to the world. May we be zealous for good works this day and forevermore, for unto us a child is born, a son is given.